0: What is up? Welcome to the Existential Stoic Podcast. Are you worried about your bills? Are you stressed? Do you live check to check? Do you never have enough money? Are you taking out, you know, getting more credit cards? Who knows what? You know. well, today we're going to talk about should you chase money? I'm Danny from everybody, Randy. What's up, Randy?
1: Yo, Danny.
0: Yeah, have you ever had this experience where, like, you, you focus more on, like, what you're going to get profit-wise than actually, like, the value of it or, like, you know whether you actually want to do something
1: to <laughs> all all the freaking time it's like non-stop i have such a terrible relationship with money uh yeah. because when i first found out how money works i was a quarter million dollars in debt <laughs> like <that>. yeah, right <laughs> it's like uh, you, here here you go you can start now oh and by the way you're in the hole. you're really in the million. hole
0: <laughs> college is a funny thing isn't it oh my god oh yeah. yeah it's yeah. tough right because it makes you i think so much about our our society our culture it makes you feel like you need to have so much money in order to have anything to be happy to be valuable to be worthwhile anything and at the same time it's like it's also scary because everything costs so much and it seems so hard to get to pull yourself out of debt when you're in debt and like we've both been there it's difficult um and so it's easy, to, I think, to to focus too much on just earnings rather than anything else, and forget everything else that's valuable in life, or forget like even how to be happy or how to have a good life.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. I, I'm glad we're doing this topic because I have read I have read probably like 50 to 100 books on personal finance. <laughs> like when I was when I was deeply in debt, that was the only thing that I read. And hey, it's a good approach. I'm, yeah, I've done like. Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, like multiple times. But I think like simple enough, it comes. I think it was Ben Franklin who said something along the lines of if you earn a hundred dollars and spend ninety nine dollars, you'll be happy for the rest of your days. But if you earn a (laughs) hundred dollars and spend one hundred and one dollars, you'll be miserable. And it's like the truest (laughs) thing ever. Simple as that. It's just like a truism.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this, too, because I mean, Every time I put on the TV, I hear so many commercials for gambling apps now, like on your phone, or like, you know, people basically gambling with stocks or cryptocurrencies and stuff, like, thinking that they're, or like the lottery too, you know, every time, like, you know, Mega Millions or something hits over like a certain amount, everybody's like, line up to buy it. And it's like, this dream of like, all your problems being solved, if I just had that. And it's like, the reality is, it's not the case. It doesn't work that way. And it's like, it's really funny though, because you see so many people like, Looking at that as this as the thing that'll solve all their problems, rather than doing like you said, like with Ben Franklin, right? Which means suggesting, you know, maybe a budget, maybe changing some of your habits, Mm -hmm. doing what we consider harder things, right? Because that requires like life changes and maybe like rethinking about you know what you're doing.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like the freest I've ever felt with money in my life was actually when I was living off of a budget. It's the it's the most (laughs) counterintuitive thing ever, but it's like you know when you live off a budget, you don't have to worry about your money because you already know if you have enough to to spend on this. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's going to be so constricting. And yes, for the first couple months it is because you've gone from being totally irresponsible to all of a sudden <laughs> having some responsibility. Anytime Satisfying you accept responsibility every <laughs> in life, yeah, it's uncomfortable. But it's like one of those things where you just... it It's free. It's truly free because... You know, your paycheck comes in, you assign it where it's supposed to go, and then there you go, you're done. Next two weeks, you can do it all over again. But it's simple.
0: Yeah, I like I remember when we I remember actually talking about this. This is going back when we first started recording, I think. I think we were in that Starbucks in the mall there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, I remember we were talking about this because you were you were writing down everything you purchased for your budget or whatever. Dude,
1: I still write down every single <laughs> thing I purchase and still it's a pain in the butt. And still, sometimes I second I second guess myself about buying something because I don't feel like pulling out my phone and writing down what I just purchased. I was,
0: I was just going to say, though, after you mentioned that, I started thinking about it. I started kind of doing that and thinking more in terms of budget. And I'll tell you the truth. It was hard at first. But after a little while, I realized, like, I more often now reject making purchases than ever because I just I realized I don't really want it. Like, it's half the time before it was like I wasn't even thinking. It was just like impulse. You know, you're out, you get a coffee or, you know. You feel kind of down, so you go buy something. But now, like just making yourself more aware of it and making yourself more conscious of it, like I totally just see through so much of it now. That like I don't really want that thing. I just I'm kind of you know tired, or I kind of don't want to do what I'm doing now. So I'm trying to distract myself, and you feel so much better because you feel so much more in control of what you have, and you realize you also don't need as much as you thought you needed. Because when you're spending money willy nilly, you really you need a lot because <laughs> you're just mm-hmm. blowing it. When you're actually focused on what you actually want, need stuff like that, like it's so much easier. It mm-hmm. really is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So going back to the question, should you pursue money? Uh, I would actually say yes up to a certain point, hmm. but it's actually it's it's a lot lower than what everybody thinks. It's a lot lower. Like yeah. you can live very very not uh, everybody wants to live in this like lifestyles of the rich and a mansion type of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But like you can live a very good life for thirty to fifty thousand dollars a year. A very good life. And that's like for for a family, because you get your house for that. I mean, aside from some of the larger cities, like people in New York or San Francisco, good luck. You're you're screwed. But everybody else. Other cities like that, you can you can rent a cheaper place, you can cook your own food, uh, you can go out once in a while, but like you can live pretty Okay, and when you when you do that, you can actually save up a lot more money, and then that money will earn you more money. So, like, I think, but but here's the thing: like, everybody wants there's a well, diminishing guys, return. 70, anything over seventy thousand dollars for a family in the U.S. Now, granted, with inflation, is probably a hundred thousand dollars.
0: It's around seventy one hundred, seventy five one hundred, I think now, where they yeah. say like anything more than that, like the return to happiness is like almost nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I've met I've met a ton of super wealthy people, and there's no there's no greater satisfaction. Like one of the one of the richest people that I know, he's worth like a hundred million plus right now. He's like, you know what? The best car I've ever driven, Chevy Suburban. The best food I've ever eaten, Cheesecake Factory. It's like mm-hmm. these things are available. To the brokest mofo's in the world, so <laughs> you don't need, you know, you don't need a Lambo, you don't need a Prada bag or whatever they make, you don't need the four hundred dollar Wagyu steak, you know. Nothing- but you know,
0: that's the thing that was realizing you don't need it. It's like fighting against all of the rest of the society, all the advertisers, all the social media, and everything, and realizing what you actually need. So you might my favorite car ever is the one that I paid for outright and owned. <laughs> Cause you know what? It's like the best. <laughs> Cause you don't have to worry. You're not concerned if something happens, you know, it's like, it's yours, you know, and that there's yeah. nothing better than that. And it, it works, you know, just fine. Dude, and you don't
1: have to worry about it at all. Nope. Like if, you know, you're not, you're not scared <laughs> of like parking all the way out there. So nobody <laughs> like dings at the door. I do a shopping
0: cart. So I'm like, meh, you know, move on with my <laughs> life. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> like, And it's not bad. It's not dirty. It's clean. It has heated seats. I mean, it's a great car. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's funny because I think we get caught up. I think it's so much advertising and stuff that we just like, and you know, so much people just see so much of like these, you know, the Kardashians keeping up with them and all this BS. And like, you think that's what you really need? Or they go on like Zillow and they look at like, you know, the million dollar homes and stuff. But it's like, do you want to clean 50 rooms? You know, do you have, you know, it's like, do you really want that burden? Like, do you even need mm-hmm. that? <laughs> like, yeah, It's
1: really funny. It a, it's absolutely absurd. And so, like, I think it's important to chase money up to a certain point. Like, I think everybody... Because here here I'll be all, like... Uh, um, I forget the word now. But basically, I think that anybody who thinks that money will get them happiness absolutely 100% needs to pursue money with everything they've gotten and get that money. Because... Yeah. Every, like... Will Smith, Jim Carrey, every rich person has (laughs) said, you know, I thought money was going to make me happy. And then I got a whole bunch of money and I was still miserable and recognized it was myself. But until you have the money to recognize that, you're going to think, well, you know, I'm different. I actually need the money. These guys didn't need the money, but I actually need the money. I will be happy with the money and you will be for a little bit, but then you'll be miserable with the money. And then you'll be like, you
0: know, "Mm -hmm." I like about I like Jim Carrey and Will Smith, too, because they didn't come from money either. So they came from a place where I think most of us come from and then got mm-hmm. that money and then realized that it really wasn't actually the thing they actually needed. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so interesting because I think, I think you're right. I think it would be absurd to say that you, you don't need to chase money at all because I think that would be ridiculous. You do need some of in society. But I think knowing what that amount is, is crucial. And also I think not letting it dictate everything because I think that's, that's also important where people make decisions based on, Money rather than also sometimes other values that are maybe just as important or more important and more crucial to your happiness, right? Like liking a job, actually doing something that you're interested in, uh, you know, taking risks to, you know, pursue growth and stuff like that. I think, you know, sometimes we won't do those things because we're afraid of the cost, but sometimes that cost is negligible compared to what we get out of it. And the money will come later from those changes too, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's uh, there's a really good book on money and kind of understanding it called set for life and it defines a few different kind of milestones like the first is just saving up twenty thousand dollars just so like you know you don't have to be terrified the next is saving six months to a year of your income and then after that it's uh, talking about some bigger goals but one of the things that he goes through because this is like the biggest i think it's important that people know this so like a lot of places that are like oh save your money like don't go to starbucks uh, you know ride your bike to work yeah. instead of a car and in in this book set for life they go through like the average expenses for an american because you know they've tabulated data across all, all americans across wherever and seen what they spend on and the largest categories are living expenses like house and yeah. taxes by far, yeah. that that accounts for over half of your spending every year. Yeah. And so if you can cut those down in any way, you're going to save a lot. So if if you're living outside of your means in housing, like cutting that back, being a little bit more uncomfortable, because that will, in the long run, save you a lot more than trying to save five bucks a day on a Starbucks beverage.
0: Yeah, I was looking at that actually. No longer, I read something where they're saying like, you know, I forget these, but like back, like, I think it was like in the 50s, 60s, you know, like your housing costs, like rent or your mortgage accounted for like something like 15% of your income at most per year. And now it's like 50 to 70, which is insane (laughs) when you think about it. It's like, it's just mind boggling. I mean, but the prices have gone up a lot. And like people also, I think, like you said, you know, tend to go or they tend to get oversold a lot. I think when they talk to people that are, you know, trying to show them houses, show them places, you know, you get oversold. And then you're kind of stuck, right? It's like a car, too. A lot of people go to the dealership, they have a price in mind, and they get oversold, walk out, and before they know it, they're paying 100 bucks more a month than they wanted to. You know, stuff happens.
1: Well, it is, it is bullshit, how, or excuse my French, but how when you go to look for a house, you need to get pre-approved. So yeah. they, you already have to go to a bank, find out what's the maximum leverage I can get on this house. Okay. And then the realtor shows you houses that are more expensive than that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. Yeah. They're like, how can you make this? Can you go back to the bank and like have someone co-sign for you so you can afford this thing you can't afford? And it's like, oh, geez. No. They do
0: the same thing at car dealerships, too. And all. And I think that's where I think budgeting does help. Knowing exactly what you're willing to spend and being rigid about it, staying within it is crucial. Because like it is hard in the moment sometimes, but there's nothing more satisfying than not having to stress about that because you you exercise control. And you made a decision. You didn't let that decision get made for you. You didn't let other people make it. It feels better. And you just, you know, you are in control of yourself. You know what you're doing, you know? I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot to that.
1: Yeah, so now that we've pissed everybody off talking about (laughs) budget, let's (laughs) Let's talk about the other thing that's pretty important. So um, in terms of chasing money, there's uh, at the end of the magic of thinking big, I think one of the last sentences in that book is if you take care of service first, the money will take care of itself. And I think that's so true because really money is just something that people give you in exchange for a service. Like you're providing a service for them or something of value, which is doing them a service and they're willing to give you some of this money that they have for it. And so if you can just focus on a service, the money will take care of itself. Well, you
0: know, it's funny when I I was thinking of this topic, you know, I was thinking of the story too you told of your one friend who was like, Getting into like sketchy shit is like, he, oh. you know, and it's like I think that's the other side of chasing money, too, is we get ourselves in situations where we're willing to do things that we would never do otherwise, you know, mm. or if we were, you know, not in that position or not only looking at things from one side of it. And I think this is the other side of it, too, which is like if you get caught up in that si- way of thinking of just chasing money, you also forget about everything else that has value to you. You forget about everything that means something to you, whether it's your own values, whether it's other activities you like, whether it's doing things you love. I mean, just everything kind of melts away for this one thing. And it's so easy in this world because everything is basically reduced to money, you know, and -hmm. it makes it very hard.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, money is not just is not just something that's exchanged for service. It's also, you know, it can be comparable to your life force. Like there's that book, Your Money or Your Life. Uh, It's also a proxy for power. So it's a very easy way to count to see who's more powerful by just counting (laughs) money. Uh, And also, money is something that can change people's minds. You know, like everybody has their price. And we get into trouble with that for many reasons. Because one, we we do things we wouldn't normally do. Or we make other people do things they wouldn't normally do for money. Mm -hmm. But then also... We get stuck with this false mental model where we're like, oh, money can change minds. So it can make me happy. If I have more money, then I'll be happier. Yeah. And that's just faulty. It's a false conclusion, but everybody believes
0: it. You know, it's funny in uh, in ethics, when I teach on certain topics, this idea of taking advantage of a uh, desperate situation. And the idea is, you know, there's certain situations. There was um, this had come up a long time ago with surrogacy. So. You know, women um, acting as, you know, uh, carrying, you know, a child for somebody else. Right. And originally they were using it, There was cases where very poor women were targeted and they would offer them a lump sum. And, you know, it's like at that moment, you know, they are like some of the ethicists are arguing, you can't make a rational decision because you're you're picking on people who are desperate, who are, you know, well, under you know, over their heads. You know, they're they're basically can't even eat and you're offering them a lump sum to make this decision that really it's unfair, right? But I think you see this happen all the time where we use money to change people's minds and act like somebody else is making a real decision. You know, so I think it, it's a very it's a very difficult thing.
1: Oh, my gosh. Talking about using, like, freaking student loans. Oh, God, yeah, exactly. Asking an 18-year-old child who's never handled money before in their life to go into debt and now at... Some of the, uh, what are they called? Ivy League schools, yeah. $60,000 a year.
0: Not only that, yeah. though, and you've told this 18-year-old their whole life that if they don't go to college, they're not worth anything, and they're not valuable, and they'll never succeed, and the only way they can go is signing this paper. It's like, what do you expect's going to happen? Yeah, I feel the same mm-hmm. way about it. It's totally criminal. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. like get an indentured servitude. You know, it's insane.
1: Yeah. So, and and student loan debt is one of the biggest sources of income for the U.S. government, which is absurd. Yeah. They're it is literally absurd. enslaving their own
0: nation. But hey, but they call it financial aid. They don't call it loans. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: who was that who said, like, the best slaves are the ones who don't even know that they're slaves? Uh, oh, I, I think it maybe it was yeah. Rousseau or something like that. Uh, who knows? But yeah, because everybody thinks that oh, and you can't talk people out of it. I uh, that used to bother me to no end once I, once I, because I mean, my story is I, I think it was like my last or just bef- my second to last year of vet school. I took Financial Peace University for the first time. <laughs> and like before that point, it was just, oh, yeah, student loan debt. I'll make money when I graduate. Of course. Whatever. And yeah. then, too, yeah. and then I actually learned, you know, how much I was going to be paying a month. And, how much I was going to be earning a month. And dude, it was just a pit in my stomach. I was like, this doesn't... Like, I became a veterinarian. It's impossible. Because I, yeah. I wanted to work with dairy cows. Well, a dairy cow vet makes, I don't know, maybe like three to $4,000 a month. Not very much.
0: Now I got to cover student lo- <laughs> My
1: student loan debts, just the minimum to ensure that I would have this student loan debt for my entire life not to be paid off was about $2,500 a month. So that would have given me, what, like $500 a month to live off of, (laughs) which is absurd. So uh, I couldn't do that. I had to go work in emergency. I had to, you know, work night shifts for a long time. I had to euthanize a ton of animals that I didn't want to do. And it's just like, you know, money makes you do dumb stuff, especially when you take out loans. So if anybody's thinking about taking out loans, don't do it.
0: No, don't do it. Ben
1: Franklin (laughs) said better to go to sleep hungry and wake up in debt and he is a hundred percent right
0: yeah well that changes us too i think it changes how we think about money it messes everything up and honestly like i think you know once you start addressing it though it does for you because you're able to start thinking clearly and like i can say now with with sort of i think certainty that like i've never been happier in my life than i am now and it's because i started addressing those things but also started thinking about what i really want what makes me happy and Focusing on like a more well-rounded life, not just thinking about how can I make money? Not just thinking about, you know, because all those things do fall into place once you start thinking about, you know, I think what really matters to you and what you want out of life.
1: Isn't it crazy how addressing your fears is like literally the only thing you have to do to be happy? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's like the hardest thing ever because you, you have this fear and you think, oh no, I can't, I, I can do anything else, but I can't go near that. And it's literally, once you address it, it's just like, ah, oh, that it, wasn't it's, so
0: bad. It's so funny, too. I think age helps so much, too. Because I remember when I was younger, like, I remember when I was younger, I imagined my future. I wanted a big house, a flashy car. And then as I got older, I was like, I don't want any of that. It's like a hassle. You know, mm-hmm. I want a nice place. I want a car that works. But I don't I don't need anything more than that. And, you know, honestly, the brand name on it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't make me yeah. feel better. I don't care what other people think. So, you know
1: mm-hmm yeah i used to one of my roommates in college all the time he was like you know man all i want in life is like a sweet house in socal a beautiful wife <laughs> a land Rover defender and like seven surfboards i mean that's all i want in life that's not too much right <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> no definitely not too much
0: not yeah. too much i think it's small Think bigger. Probably. yeah
1: i know the, the sweet house in socal is such a back Whew, a few. Oh,
0: a lot. But yeah. that's what's funny. I think, you know, we got caught up in thinking about others, thinking about our image, how others are going to mm. judge us and all. And like, one, they don't care. And two, I think you just totally miss out on living your own life and actually being happy. Well, that's
1: that. I think you've hit the nail on the head is you have to live your own life. And a lot of people are so concerned with keeping up with the Joneses or keeping up with the Kardashians that they miss it. And, and you have to actually this is i was just i was just listening to this book called breathe which is the story of hicks and gracie one of the guys behind brazilian jiu-jitsu and why ufc became so famous and he was saying that like when he moved to southern california it wasn't only buying the house there that was expensive because he had to buy the house which was like two million dollars but then you know before you know it you had to buy a porsche because all your neighbors had a porsche and you had to send your kids to the private school because all their friends went Mm -hmm. to the private school and you had to eat the special foods because everybody else was eating special foods. And before you knew it, you know, initially you were making a million dollars a year and barely scraping by. After a few years, $10 million a year wasn't even
0: enough trying to keep well, up. Well, then with you, your kids need certain shoes or certain bags to like, get made fun of. It's yeah, it's this idea of image that is so ridiculous because it doesn't matter. And I think if you can free yourself from that, which is not easy, you can. Yeah, you can actually find it. You don't have to chase money. But it's yeah. so easy to get caught up in it too, and that's the danger.
1: Yeah, like I remember when they were talking about real estate in the books, they would always say like, "Buy the buy the most expensive house in the poorest neighborhood or something." Or no, they would say, "Buy the least expensive house in the." I don't remember. Actually,
0: I don't remember. One what of those. Time. One of those. Two, but just be that. careful. Retract that. <laughs> <laughs> don't take this advice at all. It's terrible. You <laughs> said buy yeah. the most. What the house? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just buy all the houses. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyways, yeah. So I think is anyways. But should you chase money? Yes, I think it's important to chase money until you realize that money won't give you anything you don't already have.
0: Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and I think yeah, if you and chase then, what you want, you'll have enough money. <laughs> oh,
1: one hundred percent. Because, dude, look at like look at Kelly Slater or something like that. Sure, he pro, the pro surfer. Like, sure, he probably makes a lot of money, but do you think he really cares? No, he's doing what he loves. He's out surfing every day, you know, like anybody who's really doing something that they love, the money doesn't matter. It's just like it's the cherry on top. And for most of them, they could care less.
0: There's this documentary about this kid that climbs. uh, I forget what it was called, man. But he's a free climber with no ropes or anything. And he was doing this big climb. And the documentary, he lives in a van to climb all the time you know down by the had, river yeah right no literally dude he would park <laughs> in walmart's and stuff at night because like he just, just wanted to climb. In that's a all van Yeah, down
1: by the river <laughs> dude. sorry I just had to... no, that's a great one That was a
0: but yeah uh, i'm sorry but it's funny though cuz he finally got sponsorships and stuff and when he, and he had a girlfriend and also he did get a house but then he, he like he even said they were like he gives away like 40% of his income cuz like i don't need it i just want to go climb mountains <laughs> and do what i'm doing and it's like I think that's like, if you find, if you can find that, you're lucky because you'll get what you need, you'll live a good life and you'll be great at what you do and the rest will fall in place, you know, and you realize that you don't need all the other BS that comes along with chasing after things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, like all, of, I, I think it's available to all of us. Like, I yeah. I'm, I mean, guilty as anyone that I, you know, fantasize about being one of these guys who's so good at one thing that that's all. I've never, I've never had that. Experience where you know, I'm just like a great climber or I'm a great surfer or people seek and you that, out like, on their own, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and like that's what I can go do all the time. I've never had that experience in life, but I have noticed over the past few years there are certain things that I have maybe a higher capability for than other people, like reading books 100%. I know for a fact I can do that better than a lot of people, and that, and so I focus on doing that. Computers. Better than a lot of people, I think that's a gift, and so I focus on doing that. Yeah. So, like, there are certain things that, and it's just learning to recognize those and then laying heavily into those things, like doing that, because that provides me with joy, and you know, potentially there's opportunities for creative growth through there.
0: Well, you'll find a way too to to leverage it. I think that's the other thing because I think you know, and both of us is same situation. Yeah, there's no one thing I'm like amazing or people are going to seek me out, but. Have a lot of gifts. And I think that once you realize when you take enough self-awareness and self-reflection, you realize what they are, you leverage them. And when you're using them, it's easier, you feel better. You're generally more likely to enjoy it because you're attracted to what you're doing. You know, there's like a natural attraction there that keeps you doing it, keeps you engaged. Where, like when you're doing something you don't want to do, it's hard to do that. It's hard to stay engaged. And I think so it makes it much easier. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to add anything else?
1: No, I'm good.
0: All right. So there you have it. Should we chase money? Yes. If you think you should, do it. Then you'll find out you don't need it. Or honestly, no. Find out what Mm -hmm. what you value and live a life that's good for you. Thanks for listening. Check us out on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Please like, subscribe, and share. It helps us out. We'll be back later this week with a quick fix. Until then, though, later, Andy.
1: Later, Danny.